0: Hi, this is Janesh,
1: and this is Pranab. You tune in to the Thirty Minute Hustle podcast.
2: Success is just one more lap away, and that just comes because I was 105 kgs around uh, in, in 2016. That was when I started uh, running. I did because I I always used to see people. I used to like that they're running, right? And uh, and it just felt good just to see them, right? I said, why can't I do it? I started doing it. I realized that I'm overweight for this. My my systems don't work like theirs do. But I can get there. Uh, and, and it took me years and stuff. Now I, I do around 2,000, 2,500 kilometers a year. What running has taught me uh, is that uh, if you're running, let's say, for 15 kilometers, 20 kilometers at a stretch, you don't have to run 20 kilometers. You just have to run five. And then think about it. And then you run another five and think about it. And then you run a five and then see how it goes. And then you end up running 20. And it's just... So you just have to realize that you just... Maybe the next lap is the one that gives you success. Maybe the next lap is the one that gives you success.
1: Hey folks, it's Pranabi again. Thank you for all the love and support for our previous episode with the founder of Coromandel Productions. So humbled with the response and suggestions that we're constantly improving ourselves. Well, today... We have Krishnan on the 30-Minute Hustle podcast. Krishnan is a serial entrepreneur who is currently building Loka, which is India's first Metaverse. Krishnan has become an inspiration to thousands after his successful appearance on Shark Tank and raising money from the founders of both Lenscard and Shadi.com. So let's get into his journey of founding companies, understanding Metaverse, breaking down Web 3.0 and the hype of NFTs. We get personally here to understand the power of adventure and discipline and the support system Krishnan is building. I'd like to start off with you. Tell us about your childhood. Tell us about where you grew up, and give us a small introduction about yourself.
2: I've been a Delhi boy, uh, born, brought up. I actually was born in Chennai, but uh, it was uh, my mom. Uh, I was just only born in Chennai, raised, and, and did all my schooling, my everything in uh, in Delhi. Uh, again, went back to Chennai uh, as part of SRM, uh, but uh, there's a lot of Delhi inside me be it a good or a bad thing. But there is definitely Delhi inside me. So the things that you associate with Delhi, which is uh, people who are a little uh, more outspoken, people who are uh, more candid in the way they speak in the way they express that's in me. But the bad part of Delhi is also a part of me because you can't get the good without having the bad. So uh, but anyway, Uh, No complaints there. In fact, proud to be part of Delhi and proud to be from the South, both, right? My childhood has predominantly been spent playing games. And that has been the core essence of why we are creating Loka after so many years, which is that I understand game as a user behavior. And uh, I'm sure my parents would attest to it because they have honestly complained for years that I play too much games. I, till the time I actually started making game as a profession. Now they can't complain. So, I mean, great win-win for both of us. So, but anyway, on a serious note, uh, in my early days, I used to, uh, I remember the first time I actually played uh, Grand Theft Auto, which is back in 7th Standard. And I knew something about this is amazing. And it—it it is not only changing my life, it will definitely change everybody else's life. And this is GTA One that I played back in seventh. And now, cut to probably what twelve years, fourteen years from, for after that, the life has changed. We're practically living inside a game these days. And and that's that's something I wanted to uh, uh, see. And that's something I'm want I'm. I'm trying to create with loka fantastic and and i
1: love that how playing in such an early age has influenced what you're doing in your career right now so being from delhi and chennai we do have a lot of audience coming in from the south so what does chennai mean to you and what does chennai stand i keep telling this to people right uh, we are just smarter
2: because <laughs> we are we are from the south and delhi and chennai gives me the best of both i mean i i come from a family where Education is a very, very important big deal, right? My parents wanted me to go to the U.S. Like every, every uh, Tamil parent wants their kid to. Somehow I just uh, turned out to be the ugly duckling in the family. Didn't, didn't, didn't go to the U.S. uh, uh, Said, I'm going to pursue entrepreneurship on my own. I'm going to do something that none of my family members have ever done. They're all working class. Uh, They're lawyers, bankers. Uh, tech people, all of that, but nobody is an entrepreneur. When I, I remember the first time I went went up to them and and they said that, and I told them that I want to do something on my own. I remember they were looking at me and saying, "Have we raised the right kid, or did the kid get exchanged in the hospital or something like that?" Because it was an alien concept for them, and uh, it still is. I mean, till the time I actually become something in life, it st- always will be. Uh, something that they don't understand or they fear as part of their concern. But yeah, coming back to the question, I think Delhi gives me the flamboyance because Delhi is all about flamboyance. Chennai gives me some bit of intellect if I have any. But whatever I have is because I am from Chennai or from the South.
0: I deeply, you know, sort of uh, resonate with it because I, um, you know, I've been I've been living in Chennai all my life. and I, And the first time I wanted to go out and work, even my internship, we were trained from here to Delhi, and just went and sort of applied to all the. I was I did architecture, so did apply applied uh, to all the architecture firms, and it was the difference in the people and the difference in in the thought process that really makes a person grow. Yeah, uh, and and I, I really I really like the fact that India can actually give you that you know. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to resonate on that, but I actually wanted to ask you, when did you actually want to, want to become a person who who wanted to be an entrepreneur, start a business? Was it in college school? Were you always that sort of a person?
2: Actually, not really, because, uh, I believe that sometimes you don't define what you get to be. It's your circumstances. It's, it's the world, it's the experience, it's the people that are around you that really shape or give you the direction of where you need to be, right? and and in my case i was like i'll be very frank like most of us, I went into college no, not knowing why I want to do college in the first place. I went into working for Zomato not knowing why I'm working for Zomato. All I knew is that I wanted to be, at some point in my life, I wanted to be a soldier. I wanted to be an officer. I got rejected from, I, I got selected in the army, then got rejected medically in the... We have another
0: army. person here who's also... <laughs> then probably you resonate with this of Not me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yes. And then when I got rejected from the army, I, I said, let's just... I mean, let me just just go back and, and, and just take a breather and think, what do I want to do in life? And I said, I don't know the answer to that, but I know a way I can know the answer to that. And that is doing or rather exposing myself to one of the greatest experiences in life, which is entrepreneurship. And let me just start a company because here uh, I believe that uh, the market teaches you more in a day than MBA colleges teach you in two years. Right. And, uh, I said, let me expose myself to the <coughs> market and, and just get beaten. I'm, I'm always willing to fall down. I'm always willing to take a good beating in life, but I am not willing to just give up. And I just said, I, I think let's just carry that attitude, start my own company. The worst that can happen is that I can fail. But the best that that will happen, that not can, but will happen is that I will get to rise up and just pat my back and say that I tried, which is more than what most people do in their entire lifetime. I said, let's just give it a try. In 2015, I started my company uh, in December, went on to a TV show in 16 uh, called The Vault on Times Now, raised our first round there, raised another round in 17 And then started the bad stuff where Amazon started coming into our business. Big basket started coming in. And then I realized that boss, this is tough. This is not, uh, this is you. Nobody can prepare you for this. This is like you're, you're in front of a tsunami and and it's coming and really can't do anything in this scenario. All, All you can do is try to survive. And I believe that entrepreneurship is not a race. It's, not a sprint or not even a marathon, but it's definitely a survival game. It's like PUBG. Whoever survives the longest uh, and and goes through all the odds ends up winning. That's what it is. So I'm just surviving long enough to be successful in this in this life. That's what I'm doing.
1: So survival is the base fabric of what you're building right now, and you know life itself and entrepreneurship itself. So what is the biggest lessons that you've learned? In your past, before starting of Loka, which has prepared you to launch this again, your essence oh, of serial entrepreneurship and what is the biggest lessons from
2: that? Wonderful question. Uh, one of the greatest thing is that you can get battered, you can get hit, you can fall down a million times, but you only get defeated when you want to. And I will choose when I want to be defeated and I choose never to be defeated. And that is what what the spirit of entrepreneurship is all about in Hindi. It's called I mean, I I like to call it which is, I will get defeated when I want to get defeated. And I choose not to give up because to fall down, uh, to get beaten, to get punched, to get sort of, to feel like a loser, to get into depression. That's not in your control. In what is in your control is to not give up, keep fighting back. And that is what, Th- what resonates with me. And there's a saying that keeps going on in my head whenever I'm in tough situations. And this is not a saying, but this is something I read somewhere. Uh, and, and, and it goes something like, uh, when a cat is cornered uh, in a space where it cannot go anywhere else, but to go right through the uh, through the difficulty or through the enemy, then even a cat fights like a tiger, right? When it knows that there is no way out except going through the enemy, I am the cat. I'm not a tiger, but I am willing to fight like one. That's all
1: I'm, I'm saying. here. You know, like enduring through ups and downs and you know, starting this off, you tend to wear multiple hats at the same time. right? So how do you categorize these hats and how do you step yourself into different personas? And when do you have to be a tiger? When do you have to be a cat? When do you have to be a mouse? Like how do you decide on that? So uh, everything in this life is a framework,
2: right? Uh, you, you you build frameworks in in your personal life to have a happy uh, personal life you build frameworks in your uh, professional life to have a happy professional uh, life but there are frameworks are attached to a north star metric why are you building the framework for or what are you building the framework for like and essentially happiness is is what the essential goal is. But it's too difficult to quantify what happiness is. It's very subjective for everybody, right? But in so I quantify my personal life, according to a certain metric, I want to reach in a near term and in a far far term uh, metric, and I am going to work towards it, I am going to it's like, uh, it's like I see the peak of the Mount Everest, but right now I'm not thinking of climbing the Mount Everest, I'm just thinking of going two miles. Probably let's go another two miles after that. Let's take it like that. And let's not, because when you see the summit, it's overwhelming. You're seeing the beast and you're not even an iota of it. Iota of of a competition to that beast, right? So what you, in order to see yourself as an equal beast in in front of your difficulty, you need to take it slow. You need to take it part by part, right? And uh, I do that in my uh, professional life. In my personal life, uh, in fact, uh, I believe that I've been blessed uh, with amazing family members, my wife, my parents. Every time I fall back, I, I fall back. they just push me back and just say, go fight. That's probably the, one of the greatest reasons why I keep moving. I, I believe great people are built with great emotional stamina to keep continuing, to keep moving one step more, another step more. And that's how I live my life.
0: That's beautiful, uh, Christian. Um, so let's come to Loka. W- what was the birth of Loka, and where did that start? I know you've always been an avid gamer, but there should have been a time where you will. Oh like, yes, yes, there
2: is definitely is. a time. Yeah, so love I want to know about that. Time. Yes. <laughs> so my love at first sight started uh, with this game called uh, GTA Punjab back in the day. Okay. This was my first experience with. So I've I've played games that were built uh, in the on the map of New York or Los Angeles or and and so on and so forth. But this was the first time I actually saw a map when you steal a taxi, one sadarji follows you and he says something in Hindi. And I, I remember, I still remember that moment. I felt, oh my God, this is amazing. This feels, this is what probably heaven looks like. <laughs> and, uh, and And I thought, and then again, I played a few more games uh, in in the coming years. I played Call of Duty based out of Himachal Pradesh or Uncharted based out of uh, Tamil Nadu. Or uh, there was another game, Hitman, based out of Mumbai. And every time I used to play the game, I used to feel every other game is is in a different league. This is of its own league. Because this has context. uh, This has relatability. This has culture. This has my nostalgia built into it being a gamer i know games are not about great graphics or gameplay they are essentially about people and experiences right and let i said let me just create another game which includes as many people in india as possible and let them and and this comes from the book of genesis whether you read the the hindu version the christian version version the uh, the islamic version every book of genesis is the same where it says that god created a, a, a world then uh, he cre- he defined the rules of that world and then he created human beings and he uh, put the power into human beings to decide what they want to do with the world from now on then i said let me just do it like that let me just create a world let me define the physics let me put people inside it and let people decide what they want to do. And that is that is the base of, of the Loka story.
0: That's nice. I mean, um, a question that we wanted to sort of ask is, uh, how would you explain Loka to a kid? But I think explaining Loka to a kid would be much more easier than explaining to someone who's older. <laughs> so, Oh, yes,
2: definitely. So if, oh, tell if, if, me.
0: I, 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 That was our question. So I just flipped it. So I was going to ask you, how would you explain Loka to someone from a from a generation who doesn't understand you know gaming or hasn't been experienced towards that
2: uh, i'll try my best and I, I know 9 year olds can get this and i know that you can but this is for the 50 plus year olds the baby boomers or the gen x out there and this is how uh, probably zuckerberg puts it and i think that's the best definition out there in the market uh, and we call and we in office we call him the zaki chacha so as zaki chacha puts it metaverse is uh, is uh, Is a place where instead of viewing content, you're actually inside it. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that um, first you were uh, watching something on a platform like YouTube. Then you were watching something on a platform like Twitch, where you're watching content live and concurrently. And then the third thing is metaverse, where you are actually jumped inside the content, where you jumped inside the Netflix movie. And now you have uh, the power to affect how the Netflix storyline goes from here on. That is what Metaverse is. You're actually jumping into the content and having the power to change the storyline.
1: What can people like us, gamers and individuals, make use of Loca for? What, what what do they want to come to Loca for? What is that you want to create? Well, I believe
2: that uh, Metaverse is limited only by three things, right? One is an internet connection. One is an entry device, which is uh, like a mobile console, PC VR, so on. And third is the the most important thing. It is limited by only your imagination. You can expect what you want to imagine, which is... uh, So you can expect meeting your future wife here. You can expect um, cracking deals worth millions here. You can expect Rajnikanth movie playing in a in a theater here. You can expect uh, probably a Ariana Grande concert here. You can expect whatever you want to expect here. You can expect sitting in Chennai working for a US company who has an office in Mars uh, and, and going to that Mars office every morning. You can pretty much expect whatever you can imagine. And that is what Metaverse is all about. It is about it's the only place where uh, the likes of uh, Newton and uh, uh, Einstein uh, really would be very sad because here physics doesn't exist. You can do whatever you want.
0: Where is it that you have started? I know you have started to build the environment and, and how do you see Loka going forward in terms of your plans and how you see it for a year? I know you t- spoke about just the first two miles. And I love the, the, the fact that you said that, but how do you see it uh, building and how do you see Loka?
2: Okay, uh, one. so there are two basic uh, theses around uh, what we are building at Loka. One is something I just mentioned, we want to, uh, this is for people, by people um, and the essential thesis is that uh, uh, we want to make L- Loka in a way that it's also accessible on a 12,000 rupee device mobile device with limited storage with low computing power it should work even for them so that there is no entry barrier to who can come here and plus game themselves are built in a way uh, where if you are let's say if you want to use WhatsApp you need to know a certain language if you want to see Netflix you need to know a certain language but if you want to play Candy Crush you don't need to know anything so, so, we want to, in terms of uh, device, and in terms of the operability, we want to keep the entry barrier as low as it can get. Uh, one, the second thesis around which we want we are building this is very important because we want to build this around something called as localization, where we want to uh, bring in the local feel here, uh, and 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 the local feel. When I say local feel, I want to bring even the smallest element, like if you're hearing a background noise in Delhi, it should sound O Bhaiya versus in in Mumbai, it should sound O Dada versus in Chennai, it should sound Anna. And it should be so relatable. I, I, I don't know if you, most of you know this, but it, it should be so relatable that if, if a Golgappa or a Pani Puri guy is selling uh, his stuff in, in the world, then it should be called Golgappa in Delhi, Pani Puri in Mumbai, and probably Puchka in uh, Bengali. Yeah. In, in, sorry, yeah. in Bengali. So that's that's the thing that we are uh, focused and obsessed about. So currently we have built uh, Kanaat Place, which has two stacks built into it, which is one is the e-commerce stack. So there are stores in Kanaat Place where you can go there and shop. For stuff, and we also have the local dome just behind me, where live events can be held, where musicians, artists, comedians, poets, everybody can come here perform for live audience that possibly millions can view at once. And uh, this is what we have at the moment. What we are building from here on are gamification and game-like elements, like we have. Uh, we are partnering with third-party game developers with, who will be able to put games inside the world. We will be putting various arcade machines inside the world that other players can come here and play. And then we are introducing gamification here. Let's say like Red Bull cans, which you drink and you start flying. Why? Because Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. That's why. And and you wear Reebok shoes and you walk two X faster because Reebok flex. It makes you run faster. Uh, and we are introducing bounce cooties in the world we are introducing non player characters like shaktiman in the world who will give you a shaktiman dialogue when when, when you come here and you who knows we might introduce uh, uh, rajnikanth in the world and he might say na sunna sunna madri, uh, or something like that and and we want to make this in a way which is uh, as hindi it's called we want to create a mela of sorts uh, where people can spend even two hours in the game, but not get bored. And there's something more and then something more to offer. And that is the base element of creating this. In the future, again, we currently have CP. The next map is going to be Baga beach in Goa. Then we'll be coming to Bangalore in MG road. And then we, we want to go so on and so forth from uh, here on.
1: This is a mammoth of a task, right, Krishna, Because you're building everything as vernacular as possible. And there's a lot of content which has to go in, a lot of development which has to go in. So let's talk about the money aspect of it. How 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 does the money work in such a product or such a platform that you're building? How does this work? How does commerce come, uh, become enabled? How do people can also get incentivized using these products? So uh, what are your insights on that?
2: So uh, actually, the question is twofold. How do we think as a company, this will make money for us? And how do people as individuals or businesses as, as entities can and hope to uh, benefit here. We as a company uh, currently are focused on a North Star metric, which is bringing in as many people into the system as possible. Hence, revenue is not our current objective. Uh, we are focusing much on experiences and, and how to bring in and engage users as much as we can. That's question. Uh, answer one. The answer two is how can users uh, benefit from this, businesses benefit from this? In fact, the answer to this question is multiple. Um, why? Because uh, and and this is drawing from examples of other meta- more mature metaverses from the West, right? Users can actually buy land in the metaverse, like a sandbox or a decentralized land, and um, and and become neighbors of, let's say, Snoop Dogg in Sandbox, and um, and 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 they purchase the land, and let's say Snoop Dogg just moved in there, and their land now becomes more expensive because you're now Snoop Dogg's neighbor and then they can sell this land to other people and make money out of it or they can rent it out to a third party entity who can build a mall there and 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 give them a monthly rent just like just like how it works in real life that's one way to monetize there's a there are billion other ways to monetize for example we are currently working on something called business experience solutions wherein we want to give um, Auditoriums where art galleries can be held and auctions and biddings can be done for real art, and uh, artists can sell the, those art and make money out of it. Or we are we can we are introducing tuition centers where freelance tuition teachers can come here, give tuition, have a whole payment solution, uh, a video solution built around it, where uh, it, it feels like you're actually going to a tuition center, probably in Goa or in Delhi or in Chennai, wherever, and and, and indulge with uh, students here. Uh, and we are uh, also creating offices there. So we envision companies moving into Metaverse. And instead of working from home, you'll be working from local. There are multiple Things how businesses or users can benefit out of this. NFT, again, could be a great uh, tool here where um, people can build. And I, by the way, talking about NFT, I believe that there are two types of NFT. One is the useful kind. One is the completely uh, useless kind NFT. But here, when I say NFT, I always mean the useful kind, where somebody uh, makes a, makes a t shirt, for example. Or, or let me give you a real life example of what is happening. We are working with several uh, clothing brands in the country who want to bring their replicas of their clothes inside our world, which our avatars can wear. And they can sell it for a nominal 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 12 bucks. And what that gives us is if I were to create, um, let's say, 2,000 replicas of this shirt, I will need to pay for the raw material. I would need to pay for the uh, warehousing, for the logistics, for everything. But if I were to get, create 2000 copies of this, I just need to pay to develop or design this once. And, that, and, and even if I sell it for one buck, it just still makes me profit. So that is a lot of things can be built here, how businesses and people can monetize it.
1: There's a lot of noise around Web 3.0, NFTs, crypto. So... A lot of information is being passed on, right? People are just trying to uh, assume and also read as much as possible to understand what these things are. What is the infrastructure behind these terms and terminologies? So what is it? Can you explain to us? What is Web 3.0 to you? What is NFTs for you? Because
2: as I said, the information is so muddled out there uh, is that uh, the, you need to sort of uh, put that in, put put information into buckets and then go about understanding what Metaverse is, right? For, so... I generally uh, segregate or rather uh, uh, compartmentalize metaverse in three compartments, which is one are virtual worlds like the one you see behind me or Fortnite or Roblox or Decentraland. Uh, The second are entry devices like a VR, AR, PC, console, so on and so forth. The third are services. The services could be um, something like a decentralized uh, financial service like a crypto a uh, decentralized asset ownership service like uh, like NFT, uh, or maybe voice services like Agora, or matchmaking services uh, inside a game infrastructure like a PlayFab or a, a Photon. If you have to understand that all three of these compartments contribute to the metaverse, and none of it is metaverse in a sense. It's like saying Google Chrome is the internet. It's not. Yes. It's just how you ex- experience the internet, right? And um, and t- coming back to Web three. Uh, Do we, and this is a very, very important question. I'll tell you why. People need to understand the the sentence that I'm going to say here, which is, do we need Web3 for the metaverse? The right answer is no, we don't. Because Fortnite doesn't, Fortnite is by the way, the biggest metaverse out there. It doesn't work on Web3. There is no Web3 element built into it. But is Web3 or other decentralization the best way to experience the metaverse? The answer is definitely yes. That's, and whether Fortnite likes it or Decentraland likes it or not, we might all have to move to decentralization, blockchain-based, uh, uh, maybe a currency or blockchain-based asset ownership at some point in our life cycle.
1: When it comes to currencies, you know, we have Mana coming up for Decentraland. We have a couple of other currencies which is coming up. So what what are the aspirations? Do we have something called a loca based currency also which is, which is in work or how does it go?
2: Oh, yes. And, and and I'll tell you, that's what, what is interesting here is that uh, metaverse is called LOCA. People inside LOCA are called locals. Token inside LOCA will be called Lokans because they are LOCA tokens. <laughs> so we already have a name for it, uh, but we don't know when we'll introduce it because, uh, again, it's, a, it's not a technical issue for us. It's more a policy-based issue for us. So we want to have clarity, especially in terms of uh, crypto. Uh, based tokens we want to have clarity uh, if we can introduce them in the first place or not but you might see nft coming into uh, various aspects inside loka very soon
0: you know krishnan this is completely building a, a new uh, universe and um, you're doing it specifically for india um, so you're gonna have to build a, a a great team and i and i was listening to your um, to your uh, to the mistakes that you learned from your previous uh, ventures is that building a great team. What is it for you about building a great team? What do you look in people and, and uh, what have you learned and how do you build your team as well for Loka?
2: Great stuff. And uh, I, as I said, I love frameworks in my work, right? So I have frameworks to hiring people or, or working with them, not just hiring maybe as co-founders, as anybody who's working with me i look at three three important factors when when somebody is working with me um, can i bank on them are they trustworthy uh, can i trust them to take this challenge as their own that's one do i do i trust them second is do they have the capability for it do they have the skill set for it this actually involves another subset here do they have the skill set for it or can do they have the hunger to build the skill set for it Sometimes you don't have the skill set for it, but you have the drive to build it. So both works. The third is, and, and this is very important to me, are they uh, of the entrepreneurial kind? Because uh, as an entrepreneur or even as a, as, a, as a somebody who works in the early uh, part of a uh, startup, entrepreneurship is very unforgiving. It's very thankless. It is very painful. It, is, it just knocks you time and again. But it's about working with warriors. And currently, I'm fortunate to work with some of the uh, greatest warriors that I know from my circle. And, uh, and and it's honestly been a pleasure. And one thing I've, I've, I've realized is you need to, and this is something I also said on time. this is something you need to honestly figure out and realize that you are definitely not the smartest kid out there. And I realized it pretty early in my life. I'm definitely not the smartest guy. I'm just good at some things, really bad at some. I am good at admitting it. And that is step one. Step two is when you act upon it. That's what I'm doing at the moment, getting a team that's better than me. Step three is how as a cohesive unit, you can gel together to create something really special. That's probably something that that we are trying to achieve with Lookup
0: i think that's a beautiful way and and because um, when you're building something like Loka, that is very important that really is going to come out in your product and uh, your team culture or your, your company's culture is surely going to come out there and i and i like the fact how you so stringent on your framework and that's that's really nice to see yeah um, because
2: at the end of the day whether you like it or not you whatever you do especially a company is part of your emotions right yeah. and and, and you get hurt when you fall but you it's it's okay that you've fallen but what's not okay as einstein puts it a fool is somebody who repeats the same mistake again and again and tries to who does the same thing again and again but expects a different outcome every time that's what is not okay you need to so every failure whether it's 900,000 times for for edison or for somebody else you want you to realize failure is teaching you one way it's not done you need to keep keep improvising and and that's what we are doing here at loka
0: so do you also uh, you know do the same when you sort of want a mentor or what kind of mentors do you look for and what has been their influence on you yeah
2: uh, i think one, one of the things that uh, i generally don't uh, uh, don't really have a idol or somebody i look for but except one or two uh, and i believe it should not be more than like 3 5 because then you're you're building a team of mentors, and mentors should not be in teams. Yeah. They should be individuals, right? So for me, uh, MSD is somebody I absolutely adore yeah. for for his grit, for his calmness, for his strategy, for everything that he is in his life and uh, on the pitch. The, he he's somebody I, I I always have admired, and then I also try to learn a lot from sports and coaches from sports beat bas- basketball beat football uh, and and cricket coaches as well so i, I do watch a lot of uh, um, content on on how coaches behave and train their talent so you've got a player who's really talented but has a really bad attitude and then you have a player who's got an amazing attitude but low on skill set how do you manage the entire team and create a winning mentality a champions mindset and that is what 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 I would want to replicate with what what we are doing here.
1: Amazing. Uh, I think a lot of resonance on my thought process as well when it comes to sports and being a business athlete and the way coaches teach, uh, yeah. you know, a team, especially like in the, the likes of uh, the billion-dollar coach yeah. and then the MLB coaches and then you have these cycling uh, documentaries which is being done lot of interesting you know, material out there to learn from. So tell us about what has your Shark Tank experience been like before Shark Tank and after Shark Tank and after onboarding Sharks. So what has changed? And so, one thing okay. I, I need to yeah. say
0: before you start is I love the fact that you were so candid. I mean, it was so genuine. That I, I honestly I really enjoyed... <laughs> don't know
1: any
2: other way. I, it's, it's not a choice for me. Exactly. It's more like the only option left. It was so right? refreshing.
0: I really have to say that. <laughs>
2: Thank you, buddy, and, and and believe me, it's also a handicap for me because I don't know how to fake. it. Uh, so I hope I can still make it. So uh, so what I can say here is that uh, like I remember uh, I so I'll just probably point out one thing that happened in Shark Tank, which is my my journey through the tunnel, right? And uh, I remember walking to the tunnel, and uh, they they do some rehearsals of how it will be and how you will feel. Um, uh, beforehand and uh, but that's all cool right I mean you're not nervous you know the door will open nobody is sitting in front of you that's all good chill but when it really happens you're just walking in the tunnel and then you walk up to the door they say that it will be three seconds and then the door will open and that three seconds feels like 30 minutes it feels like you you get memories of all the failures all the problems that you've faced in your life and and obviously all the successes that you have uh, had in in overcoming them as well, uh, but it's a lot of thought to process in those three seconds. and then the door opens and I was and believe me I was shit nervous uh, when I was going there but uh, I, I, it just it just felt like when when I, when the door just opened, I felt like this is not something I'm doing for me. This is something I'm doing for my parents, for those people who believe in me, for even those people who don't believe in me. And this is for people who will love the product and start using it like, they're, they're, like it's their baby. And I'm doing it for all of them. So let me just go out there, be the person that I am. Whether they like it, it's cool. If they don't like it, it's even better. I I I, I mean, I, I will know one more way how not to fail, right? So... Uh, I was just there, did what I did, was was representing the person that I am, and that that just worked in my favor, and I'm glad it just worked in my favor. So, what has happened after Shark Tank? A great amount of love, yeah, A great amount, and believe me i remember i was on a tv show back in uh, 2016 uh, on times now which didn't go as as great as shark tank because shark tank is shark tank right so but uh, uh, what i really i remember walking up to walking up to probably my temple here at home and just wondering uh, Ki, god i've just tried so hard at this why haven't you really given me what i deserve here and probably the answer was to be revealed in another five to six years that was so as as steve jobs puts it sometimes it just connects when you look back and not when you look forward right so when i look back now because he said that this is not the show you're looking for bro The show is going to be in 2021 you're too early for this shit so uh so i realized that probably this was this was how it was supposed to be but I, I, I always believe uh, in 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 working towards the process and not the outcome because you can only control the process and not the outcome right And uh, I, I was just doing the best I could in the situation I had and and it just worked. And after Shark Tank, um, we already have seventy thousand users in the platform uh, and, uh, and and believe me, some of the people I've met, have really touched my heart, man, and and I see a community building here. I see people making Instagram groups and saying that we'll meet at nine PM today. Let's let's meet at Loka. I, I met somebody who says that uh, I, my dad passed away in two thousand twenty one because of COVID, and I've had no good reason uh, in the entire year. This is the first game I played in two thousand twenty two. And, and believe me, I come here every day because I feel like I can meet new people. I feel more energetic, energized when I come here. And that just makes me feel good. And plethora of Gen Z people saying, why don't you introduce this? Why don't you introduce that? And I know that uh, you're early, but don't worry, Bhaiya, we are with you. We are going to make this successful. This is India's first attempt at metaverse. This is our metaverse. And that just melts my heart here.
0: That's beautiful, man. I think you've just, uh, just like how your, uh, you know, mentor Dhoni says, you've been embodying the process and and it's nice that you put it the way you put it. Krishna, if you had a billboard and it had to say something out to the world, what what would you say?
2: I would probably say success is just one more lap away. And that just comes because I was 105 kgs around uh, in, in 2016. That was when I started uh, running. I didn't, because I, I always used to see people, I used to like, that they're running right and uh, and it just felt good just to see them right i said why can't i do it i started doing it i realized that i'm overweight for this my my systems don't work like theirs do but i can get there uh and and it took me years and stuff now i i do around 2000 2500 kilometers a year what running has taught me uh is that uh, if you're running let's say for 15 kilometers 20 kilometers at a stretch you don't have to run 20 kilometers you just have to run five and then think about it. And then you run another five and think about it. And then you run a five and then see how it goes. And then you end up running 20. So, and it's just, so you just have to realize that you just, maybe the next lap is the one that gives you success. Maybe the next lap is the one that gives you success. And as I said, it's the survival game. Whoever lasts the longest wins. It's not a a game of the strongest, the smartest, the brightest, it's the game of the most resilient, the person with the most great in life.
1: It's amazing, you know, because um, a true believer myself of this, you know, like you're just bringing out the endurance and the fact that it's all about marathon ultimately, right? Like yeah. you're just running and running and running after the things that's just one lap away. And thank you so much for coming on board with us. And you know, I think we learned a lot today. And there's so much that we're going to take back. And our audience are really going to be excited hearing the content. Uh, you know, what what we just discussed today and this interaction. Thanks.
2: So thank, thank you, you once again. And it was a great experience. Yeah. Th-
1: thank Thanks you so much. Me. And very humbled.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we're so happy that you kept it candid. And and in fact, you're one of those uh, you're those guests who actually embodies our whole uh, thought process of instilling process into people and making sure that, you know, I mean, we just want to talk about, uh, you know, experiences and how everything is going to evolve into something better. And I think uh, we had an amazing time having you on. Thanks so much, Krishna.
2: It was a pleasure. I I don't really, uh, I I feel some interviews can be a little uh, dry, but this certainly wasn't one of them and I'm glad. and. uh, Nice. We're so happy.
0: Next time we probably do our podcast on Loka.
2: Oh, absolutely. Would love it. Would love it. Let's let's create a private room and do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Thank you for listening to the 30-Minute Hustle podcast. You can follow us on Instagram for all our latest updates. Until next time, signing off. This is Pranab and my co-host, Janish.